Hello and welcome to the Billy Shears Club. I'm Caleb Clark. I'm Ricky Flowers. Thanks for tuning in. Today we've got two lovely albums for you folks. We have Make Way for Dion Warwick by Dion Warwick and Yellow Magic Orchestra by Mel- Yellow Magic Orchestra. A very self-titled <laughs> day. So Ricky, who, who's this Dion Warwick? Right. Well, Ion Warwick uh, was um, born in 1940 in New Jersey. Uh, she came from a very musical family, and um, her family were all part of a group called the Drinkard Singers, who I guess were pretty well known in like New York City music arenas. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of her background and uh, kind of through that she did some backing vocals and uh, eventually met Bert Bacharach um, who I th- kind of helped get her famous I think uh, she recorded some demos for him and then soon after that got her her first record deal um, and so Make Way for Diane Warwick is her, I think it's her third album. Um, and it came out in, uh, I should have had this, I think 1965. Um, but yeah, she, and I, I mean, I think it seems like one, one thing about her is she kind of had she went to college for music, so she kind of had more, more of a an, like a more studied background, uh, which is I think kind of why Bert Bacharach liked her um, and her her singing, um, and yeah, that's that's the basics. I think I I kind of the reason I looked into this album is because Burt Bacharach died, uh, I don't know, earlier this year or sometime last year. And my sister just mentioned that she was listening to his music and she was really impressed with it. And so I thought I'd, I'd check some of it out. And um, along the way, I discovered Dionne Warwick, who has no, um, no amateur herself. So yeah, she's a great, great singer. I'm glad to talk about this album. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, this was my first listening. I'm listening definitely to Dion Warwick. I'm pretty sure my first time listening to Bird Bacharach compositions, but he may have written some other things and I just didn't realize. Yeah, this was yeah. a very beautiful album, like just the very sort of airy arrangements are super pretty and very crisp and Dion singing and just yearning and wilting ingenue presence. It just makes for a really lovely listening experience. Sometimes it it did get a little bit silly at times slash depressing because it goes into some very melancholic places to a melodramatic effect. But we'll get into that. Uh, do you have any favorite songs? Um, let's, yeah, I mean, honestly, all the Bacharach ones, <laughs> I, <laughs> I really like, um, 
I think my favorite is probably the last one to be loved. Last one to be loved. I just love the progression on that and the orchestration. Um, it's just it's really cool. It's got this awesome uh, and like ascending chord progression intro that just sounds kind of epic and whimsical. <laughs> um, and but. Uh, Walk On By is also really great. I think that one's probably one of the more well-known ones. It seems like uh, several other artists did pretty well-known versions of it. Um, Curtis somebody? Or, I don't know. I guess Isaac Hayes and, yeah. yeah. Maybe Curtis? Uh, no, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. But... <laughs> It's it's funny though. I mean, I just I love all the backrack tracks, and then there's four or three tracks on here that are written by other people, and they're like, to me, it's such a massive discrepancy in quality. <laughs> like they're still good, but I I could skip those oh. pretty much any time. <laughs> but third one I knew. I knew uh, the people song and make the night a little longer. And get rid of both. him. Oh, get rid of yep, yep, that one. Yeah. Get rid of him definitely was on a lower <laughs> tier. Yeah. It it was fun. Uh, I'd say people is definitely it's a good song and I like it for what it is, but it doesn't it's just not the same approach. It's just more of a pop ba- kind of a simple pop ballad. Um, without too much interesting going on, but yeah. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, I would say. Well, first, as far as the ones that you brought up, the last one to be loved. That was also like very beautiful. Like, there's this sort of cool mix of bossa nova and soul style coming together with the like percussion and just how delicate it is, and it's very pretty. I get it was sort of weird because it was a very Particularly sweet, very codependent, very, you know, in her own head type message about this woman who, you know, is seems very keyed up about being the last one picked. So that was uh, Walk on By was definitely, I think, the high point. As you mentioned, Isaac Hayes had a cover of it. That was the first version I heard. And while this one okay. isn't as like layered and complex, it is I think a lot more emotionally impactful just because they go for like the simpler straightforward approach and let just her vocals and that very basic but very striking piano arpeggio for the course you know the like it just gets you in the feelings like and you're like no she just wants you to not look at her and it's just it hits you man yeah Another one that was really nice was uh, Reach Out to Me. I like that one. Just because it was a slightly different tact where it's her trying to give you comfort because, you know, although you know, the world is this place that will try to hurt you and get you down, but she's going to be there to support you. And it's, it was just a nice sentiment that I think she plays really well. She's got a very good, like, you know, Innocent and pure voice. Yeah. 
her her voice. I don't. Yeah, it's very. Definitely, she's definitely very uh, emotional, um, emotive. I think I saw some quote where she said, at like something about how she wasn't afraid to, uh, like express emotion or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she. It's that she would try to kind of. It says. I don't know. It's just a fragment of a quote, but she said, what emotion I could get away with. So she was kind of <laughs> trying to put her own. Um, yeah, she definitely puts in a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. One one spot that was a slightly different and darker emotion would be, you won't get into heaven if you break my heart, where she basically <laughs> <laughs> guilt strips you for being like, if you ever leave me, You'll be eternally condemned to hell. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just this. It's just this cheap little sort of reggae type beat. And it's just you won't get into heaven if you break my heart. It's like okay, so, uh, this was a single. This was one of the singles. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. What what'd you think of that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like that one. Um, how does it? Can't really think of how the verse goes. Uh, it's it's more stuff about how she is going to emotionally manipulate you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I guess I don't know. I think the lyrics were for for this album. I definitely. Attention to the lyrics at first. Um, so by the time I did start paying attention, I kind of already had decided that the music was great. But yeah, there are some some strange lyrics that are a little a uh, little bit of a weird contrast with the light and carefree sound of the music. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, I wonder, also, I wanted, I'm not, I don't really know, like, what, how to classify this, because it it definitely has, like, the soul and R&B influence, <laughs> but I think some of the orchestration and the chord progressions and stuff are kind of come more from, like, traditional pop and jazz. Um, I don't know, would you say that's right? Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely also still put in the general soul category and probably as I mentioned throw in like Bossa Nova as a potential influence. It, yeah. Now this is probably because I'm resting my vibes of the time mostly on uh, my own limited experience, but it is definitely a lot less like a lot of the 60s. Uh R&B stuff, because, you know, when you think of that as more like the girl groups and crooners in the early 60s, and then you get more into, like, Motown and Southern Soul and Gospel as the decade goes on, and, you know, it's a lot more grittier and grounded. She, but Don and Warwick and Burt Bacharach seem to have more sort of the elaborate style that you would see with, like, 
like when you were getting right into the early 70s, like as we mentioned, Isaac Hayes and Curtis Mayfield, but also like uh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye and Come to My Garden by Minnie Ripperton were both ones that it very much reminded me of, like that level of complexity and delicacy coming together. Like it was, you know, a very masterfully put together album, especially for 1964, I believe. Like, yeah. I, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had not really heard much like this because I've—I mean, I've heard like some of the big, you know, doo-wop and girl group type singles, um, <laughs> and yeah, some of those are great, but yeah, the, the style here is just a lot different, for sure. <laughs> I love I love all the orchestration. There's a lot of like small chamber arrangements with you know strings and bra uh, brass or a trumpet, and then mm-hmm. a lot of piano, um, which I like uh, as kind of emphasized over the electric. But there's still some electric guitar and and whatnot. Um, but I think it it comes together really nicely. Um, did you one have that, like a? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say one that was like a sort of another interesting spot for like the sound was the "I Smiled Yesterday," where it's a little bit more doo wop with the soprano sax and the breakdown section. That was a really cool like sound. Let's see. Other ones. Uh, what did you think of uh, which one was it? Uh, Wishing and hoping. Uh, yeah, that was one of my lesser, <laughs> one of my least favorite. I think. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's not, I don't know, not as much going on there that's interesting to me, but it's yeah. it's nice. It, it kind of switches things up. It to I think that one, that one did remind me a bit more of the, like, doo-wop kind of style. Yeah. Maybe just with, like, the rhythm of how she's singing. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. That was also one I wasn't huge on. It's it's a lot dopier, and in my notes I have that she's trying to nice girl her way into a guy's pants on this one, and <laughs> yeah, it's between the melody and the overall lyrics that seem to just be like, you know, change yourself to get a man because you know being yourself and just hoping for it won't exactly work favors, and yeah. Like, it was it was just kind of a very <laughs> yeah yeah there is kind of a weird dynamic when you think of um some some guy writing these lyrics for yeah. a woman to sing sure. uh, it's kind of <laughs> Yeah, it kind of 
it can feel a bit a bit sinister but i don't know it seems like they were they were pretty close the three the three of them i don't know it might have it might have been just the style at the time because i had mentioned to my mom how weirded out i was and she was like well back in the day you know people weren't putting as much thought into like putting together these you know detailed philosophical treatises and music and this is this is more in line with you know sort of the bubblegum uh you know the spoon under the moon in june type songwriting where you just it's it's kind of <laughs> cutesy and yeah it's not right. it's not a lyrical masterpiece but it does get to a very strong emotional core which i think is the goal. except when it doesn't yeah <laughs> yeah another one i oh, go ahead i was gonna say another one that was i thought was an interesting contrast and you had mentioned as one you didn't like as much was uh get rid of him just because the backup singers who have been doing a great job of providing contrast with Dion the whole time, like they are very lovely singers and they like provide, you know, a stronger pace for her to flit and Judy Garland on top of. And they're just basically telling her over the slow town beat, like, break up with your boyfriend, he's awful. And she's like, nah, I love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that one was definitely fun. The kind of back and forth there. Yeah. yeah as to yeah, I think um, I appreciate what what your mom was saying because I generally that's always been a hurdle for me with like old with older music in general, but specifically like jazz standards and like old pop, like traditional pop. The lyrics just, I can't, I often can't stand them, like, but I think, so like, when I, when I am able to come to it, I usually just kind of ignore the lyrics, um, but I don't know, I think there's obviously still, you know, lyrics are definitely a, a pretty often a major part of why a song gets like you know popular recognition so it kind of speaks to the, the the zeitgeist at the time i guess yeah. but yeah i guess if you think of it that way then this then the lyrics on this album are not exactly progressive they're not exactly pointing to <laughs> the cultural revolution of the 60s so it can be can fall a bit flat at times i mean not everything is gonna be you know this forward-thinking masterpiece like you know the beatles wrote obla di obla da life goes on <laughs> yeah as a chorus right <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, and speaking of the Beatles, there is actually there's a Bert there's a Beatles song that's by Bert Bacharach. Oh, um, which one? From their first album, actually, it's called "Baby, It's You." Connections. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, what's another? 
So, so you hadn't heard um, they long to be close to you? I don't believe so. Though. Oh, okay. Well, have you seen um, have you seen School of Rock? I've seen clips. I have not watched the whole thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's there's a I don't know. There's this girl who is always singing that song. She's she thinks she's a great singer, and so she tries to sing. I long to be close to you. And um, uh, Jack Black ends up making her the marketing <laughs> for the band. <laughs> so yeah, that's just a random little anecdote. But that's how yeah, that's how I that's how I knew that song. But... That that one was funny to me. Like, actually, it was a testament to Dion as a singer because, like, in a lot of ways, "Close to You" was sort of like. Hilarious because it's like this man so cosmically desirable that the angels themselves who make him want to get with him. But she's just got so much earnestness and pathos when she sings it. Like you said, the emotion that like it still works. Yeah. Yeah, the lyrics are <laughs> are a little absurd. Like <laughs> on the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided they would what is it? Uh, make a, oh, make a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, I don't know, like Disney fairy tale music kind of in that way. In just the innocence of the lyrics. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, did you have any other thoughts on the album? Yeah, overall, just sort of apply what we said. It's a very well-composed well and arranged album, very beautifully played. Very, Dan Warwick's a great singer. Don't listen too closely to the lyrics because they're not, not what you're here for, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah. you have any last closing thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, basically just what you said. Um, yeah, definitely. I would me it's it was it was just a kind of a breath of fresh air because yeah i haven't it's just it's a time period that i haven't really listened to a lot that i really liked that much but yeah awesome orchestrations and arrangements and yeah dion is is a great singer but yeah about it well thanks for listening to this part of listeners stay tuned to hear when we talk about yellow magic orchestra